to episode 17, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today we're talking to Russell Verhey. Russell Verhey is on a mission to build leaders leaders who have committed their lives for redemptive purposes. As a coach and author, his passion is to move leaders from inspiration to impact in their areas of influence. He graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Entrepreneurship from Kennesaw State University and a Master's Degree in Leadership Development from Denver Seminary. He's run his own businesses, been part of R12 and Vistage Business Roundtables, and invested in the lives of CEOs through his work as a coach and chair of Convene, in Colorado Springs. He now runs The Advance, an organization he founded a few years ago to meet the expanding leadership development needs and team challenges of his leadership clients. The most important thing to him is his faith and family. He says, God is the source of every good thing in his life. He and his wife Carrie have been married for 23 years and they have four children. Here at Daily Growth Discipleship, Josh and I believe there are five steps to creating a lifestyle of discipleship. And step three is walking with others. We weren't meant to walk alone. We were created for community. And because of that, we have a deep need to build relationships with others. Relationships are part of what give our lives meaning because they are the context in which we live and the reason we serve others. Probably more than any other reason, we crave relationships with others because we serve a relational God. He saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone in the garden, and so he created the woman from his flesh so that he would have a relationship with another. God, who is triune and relational by his very nature, created us so that we could know him and be known by him. And so how we relate to one another is greatly influenced by our relationship with him and vice versa. Learning how to grow in our relationships with others becomes a critical part of our discipleship process. Christ may call us individually to follow him, but he calls many on this journey. And so we must learn to walk with others and serve one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. All right, we're here with Russell. Russell, welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Your life and your work has really been focused around relationships. I mean, you have a leadership foundation with The Advance. You've written a book now on how to have conversations and growing deeper relationships with those around you. It really seems like all of your life has been focused around relationships. But I think too much in today's age, we take them for granted. We don't really... we. Everybody would play lip service to why relationships are important, but we don't demonstrate that they're important with our actions. And so I want to ask you, why are relationships important, and why should we be paying attention to the way in which we build them? That's a great question, and uh, it could take a lifetime to answer that, uh, because relationships carry a significance and a weight to it, doesn't it? And, uh, And they're also... Uh, perhaps maybe the most complex things in our lives and maybe the most misunderstood, but in the simple joys of relationships, like just being able to spend time with a child, you just enjoy and something in that moment 
being with somebody that you love and care about, they just put a smile on your face, don't they? And in a way, relationships in the most surprising ways can bring out the best of you. And where we see just how we're built, uh, just wired for human connection, right? Where when we just, we see that even from an infant where they respond just with physical touch or just the exchange of a smile or a gesture, or even somebody as we get older in life that just, you know, when we come alongside one another, we respond, don't we? And so that allows us to be engaged with just a full life as we're meant to have it. And then when we withdraw from that or perhaps live in isolation, there's something that's just amiss in how we're made and how we're designed. Yeah, it seems no matter to what degree of relationships we have or or how much of an affinity we have for them, whether we're introverts or extroverts, there's always that sweet spot where once you find those people or you find that kind of relationship, you start to feel more like yourself than, than ever before. And so I, I love that uh, definition of uh, we're made for it. It really starts to fit that bill. And that's why I love that you've written this book, The Conversationalist, Building Life-Defining Relationships One Conversation at a Time. Because if relationships are taken for granted, then Having conversation, which is really our main tool for developing a relationship, is really overlooked. And um, it's what caught our eye when we uh, first found your book. Um, As many of our listeners know, we had a previous podcast, Theology in Progress, where we were explicitly trying to build our relationship with each other and with our audience and exploring theological issues through conversation. We wanted to get better at it. And we take it for granted until you really start to think about how it is that a conversation ebb and flows and how you go deeper with someone. And then you start to realize, wow, I am really over my head when it comes to this stuff. This gets very complicated very fast, or at least it can get complicated. You're here to help us sort of simplify that and I think give us some uh, a clear roadmap for how we can progress better. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit, why did you write this book, The Conversationalist? What was the catalyst? Yeah, there's a story of the catalyst, truly the inspiration, which uh, launched me into a go, no go, I've got to do this <laughs> moment. But I think the why goes back really more uh, of a life journey, if you will. And that's that's important to understand, uh, partially because most people, uh, myself included, we're, we're, we enjoy the benefit of just healthy life-giving functional relationships. But we can move from one conversation and one relationship right into another where it just, for lack of a better term, feels dysfunctional, where we feel drained, where there's just something that's just not working well in that. And oftentimes people know, certainly know what that feels like in a work or a family context, because maybe where they came from or in friendships or in a work context. So we're well aware of just some of the challenges we face in relationships. So in that, in that uh, you know, uh, incubator as a young man, if you will, relationally, I had a, a truly a gift as a young guy, uh, a teenager, if you will, where something happened. I, I don't know how to describe it other than it was like a homing beacon went off inside of me as a teenager that just said, I need to have some mentors in my life. I I have this desire to grow and develop and mature. I just have things that are going on inside of me I can't even put words to. 
And it was something that just this thing went off inside of me as a young buck. And next thing you know, I just started having the gift of mentorships and friendships throughout my teenage and early adult years. And I, and I capture that story because it's really uh, uh, grounded in a biblical idea, even a principle, if you will, that really has been a life-defining verse for me that I just find in some curious, fun way, it shows up literally in every day of my life. And that is found in Proverbs 20, verse 5. And it says this, The heart of a man is deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. And the, the interesting fact of that, there's an exchange between two people. And, and so in my case, I was the beneficiary of these, these older folks and friends, at, you know, were able to tap into the deep waters of who I was because God put those deep waters inside of me in a way that I didn't even realize that that existed. And it was really through that exchange of relationships of men and women of understanding coming alongside of me and bringing out stuff that I, I just like, wow, wow, I had no idea those dreams, those desires, that sense of purpose and calling were even there. And they shined a light on those things. And so somewhere in that significant story that was truly life-defining for me, something just uh, as a young 20-something said, I want, I, I want to raise my hand and be that kind of guy. I want to be that kind of man of understanding that draws out the depths, the deep waters of significance of, of the, every person that I interact with. And that really has marked my life um, for all of my life. So that that's a big story, but that's the why uh, behind just this lifelong experience to where, how do I take all these ideas and put them in a book where it could be actionable for those um, who could perhaps take a simple next step in their next conversation, one conversation at a time. Yeah, that's awesome. So. You talked about mentorship, and this is a question we like to, or or topic we love to talk about, um, because it is, it's so important to have people who are ahead of you that can help guide you through your life and and do all the things that you talk about in the book. How did you go about seeking out those mentors when you had this sort of awakening or this aha moment? Um, Did you, were you active or did the Lord just sort of orchestrate where they started reaching out to you? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's one that I've talked about for years um, with many because there there is that as soon as you even um, you know mention the idea, there's a little bit of a leaning in. I could just see some of your listeners leaning in and going, "Oh, what's the secret?" <laughs> you know, and so you know to answer that question, as I've reflected on it for years, is the the secret sauce to mentorship is is in expectations it's in expectations of you know i'm i'm gonna step out and and i'm gonna go meet with jesus today you know and and the fact is you're not really meeting with jesus you're meeting with somebody who perhaps has made some mistakes along the way and 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 so the first is expectations and moving those expectations where a successful mentor relationships as i've observed over the years 
moves from general engagement to something of, you know, something that's specific. So you can step in and go, I just want to be a better person. And that perhaps is hard to know where to enter into that relationally. Whereas at least in my story as a young guy, it was, I'm struggling in school with how to focus on studying something. Will you help me learn how to read? And it was such a, like a, simple thing for somebody who's, well, gosh, I read stuff all the time. Sure. Let's talk about what books are we reading? How do you read them? And also it's like immediately we have traction because we're focused on something specific. Or I had, you know, a landscape company when I was, you know, uh, early on. And so I had a guy who ran a landscape company. It's like, how do you do this? And we'd meet and there was no end of what to talk about because now we're not just talking about cutting grass. It's like, how do you hire people and how do you fire people and how do you, you know, go through this of balancing your family and commitment? And so now it's so all of that to say is the mentorships coming in with healthy, appropriate expectations and entering in with something specific where you're aware you need help with something. And when you can just have some self-awareness of like, you know, uh, I'm struggling here a little bit and perhaps somebody who's a little further along can help me and just beginning a conversation there. And it can move everything from traditional, just what we call discipleship of like, how do I even read and pray? And why do you go to church again? I mean, just those basic fundamental things of just, you know, like how, how do we even do this thing called Christian life and, and, that's still even general, but it can move to when you open the scriptures, how, how do you even read? Um, how do you even like, I just don't know. And and that get, can get really practical and specific fast. Does that help? Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And it's why I love your work so much, because you take it, you, you explain the why and then the how, and you you sort of draw that cone out and you get very practical within giving us applicable questions and, 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 and really a clear roadmap, I think, to, to follow on that. And, and so like, regardless of what discipline it is, like you're even talking about, if you approach scripture, knowing the right questions to ask when you approach that is going to help you tremendously. So I'd like to say for the listeners, even if you are not somebody who thinks of yourself as a mentor, or you're, you know, so you might want to say, oh, I'm not going to be a mentor. I don't need this. I would say, no, you do want to learn to become a conversationalist to learn how to ask the right questions, and, and then to draw out the right information from a potential mentor. How do you approach this person? As Chris mentioned before, walking with someone else is one of the five ways you can create a lifestyle of discipleship. The relationships you form while walking with others toward Jesus like this are irreplaceable. Chris and I are both members of Journey Pastoral Coaching. It's a coaching ministry offered free of charge to millennial ministers. Journey values what we call a cross-centered approach to coaching. The vertical beam of the cross represents a relationship with someone who's further along in their journey toward Jesus. The horizontal beam represents relationships with others who are traveling along the path right where we are. Both of these relationships are vital to the Christian life. We all need someone pouring into us and discipling us. We also need others walking alongside us who are going through the same things we are. So I want to challenge you to ensure that you have at least one person in your life in each of these relationships today. Don't just make a note of someone who could be that kind of relationship for you. 
actually make it happen. If you don't have a mentor or a coach, find one. If you need help finding someone, send us a message at dailygrowthdiscipleship at gmail.com. Then also find a friend who can share the journey with you. And then begin having conversations with both of these people and check out the next few chapters in this episode to learn more about having life-changing conversations. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Russell and his work, check out theadvance.net or go to buildingstrongleaders.com. There you can pick up a copy of his book, The Conversationalist, and even sign up for a course on building these life-defining relationships. If you want to stay up to date on everything that's happening with Daily Growth Discipleship, you can go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free, or sign up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.